0: Section fifteen of Inquire Within Upon Everything. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Inquire Within Upon Everything by Robert Kemp Philp. Section fifteen, two hundred forty nine gardening operations for the year two hundred fifty january flowers of the month christmas rose crocus winter aconite alyssum primrose snowdrop two hundred fifty one gardening operations indoor preparations for future operations must be made as in this month there are only five hours a day available for outdoor work unless the season be unusually mild mat over tulip beds begin to force roses place pots over sea-kale and surround them with manure litter dried leaves etc plant dried roots of border flowers in mild weather take strawberries in pots into the greenhouse take cuttings of chrysanthemums and strike them under glass prune and plant gooseberry currant fruit and deciduous trees and shrubs, cucumbers and melons to be sown in the hotbed. Apply manures to the soil. 252. February. Flowers of the month. Snowdrop, violet, alyssum, primrose. 253. Gardening operations. Transplant pinks, carnations, sweet williams, candy tuft, campanulas, etc., Sow sweet and garden peas and lettuces for succession of crops covering the ground with straw etc sow also savoys leeks and cabbages prune and nail fruit trees and towards the end of the month plant stocks for next year's grafting also cuttings of poplar elder willow trees for ornamental shrubbery sow fruit and forest tree seeds two hundred fifty four march flowers of the month primrose narcissus hyacinth wallflower hepatica daisy polyanthus Two hundred fifty-five gardening operations seeds of spring flowers to be sown border flowers to be planted out tender annuals to be potted out under glasses mushroom beds to be made sow artichokes windsor beans and cauliflowers for autumn Lettuces and peas for succession of crops onions, parsley, radishes, savoys, asparagus, red and white cabbages, and beet turnips, early broccoli, parsnips, and carrots plant slips and parted roots of perennial herbs graft trees and protect early blossoms force rose tree cuttings under glasses two hundred fifty six, April flowers of the month, cowslip, anemone, ranunculus, tulip polyanthus auricula narcissus jonquil wallflower lilac laburnum Two hundred fifty-seven gardening operations sow for succession peas beans and carrots parsnips celery and sea-kale sow more seeds of spring flowers plant evergreens dahlias chrysanthemums and the like also potatoes slips of thyme parted roots lettuces cauliflowers cabbages onions lay down turf remove caterpillars sow and graft camellias and propagate and graft fruit and rose trees by all the various means in use sow cucumbers and vegetable marrows for planting out this is the most important month in the year for gardeners two hundred fifty eight may flowers of the month hawthorn gentianella anemone Renunculus, columbine honeysuckle laburnum wisteria two hundred fifty nine gardening operations plant out your seedling flowers as they are ready and sow again for succession larkspur mignonette and other spring flowers pot out tender annuals remove Auriculas to a northeast aspect take up bulbous roots as the leaves decay sow kidney beans broccoli for spring use Cape for autumn, cauliflowers for December, Indian corn, cress, onions to plant out as bulbs next year, radishes, aromatic herbs, turnips, cabbages, savoys, lettuces, etc., plant celery, lettuces, and annuals, thin spring crops, stick peas, etc., earth-up potatoes, etc., Moisten mushroom beds. 260. June. Flowers of the Month water lily honeysuckle sweet william pinks syringa rhododendron delphinium stock two hundred sixty one gardening operations sow giant stocks to flower next spring take slips of myrtles to strike pipings of pinks and make layers of carnation put down layers and take cuttings of roses and evergreens plant annuals in borders and place auriculas in pots in shady places. Sow kidney beans, pumpkins, cucumbers for pickling, and, late in the month, endive and lettuces. Plant out cucumbers, marrows, leeks, celery, broccoli, cauliflowers, savoys, and seedlings, and plants propagated by slips. Earth up potatoes, etc. Cut herbs for drying when in flower. 262. July. Flowers of the Month rose carnation picotee asters balsams two hundred sixty three gardening operations part auricula and polyanthus roots take up summer bulbs as they go out of flower and plant saffron crocus and autumn bulbs gather seeds clip evergreen borders and edges strike myrtle slips under glasses net fruit trees finish budding by the end of the month head-down espaliers. Sow early dwarf cabbages to plant out in October for spring. Also endive, onions, kidney beans for late crop, and turnips. Plant celery, endive, lettuces, cabbages, leeks, strawberries, and cauliflowers. Tie up lettuces, earth celery, take up onions, etc. for drying. 264. August, Flowers of the Month geranium verbena Calceolaria, hollyhock 265 gardening operations sow annuals to bloom indoors in winter and pot all young stocks raised in the greenhouse sow early red cabbages cauliflowers for spring and summer use coss and cabbage lettuce for winter crop plant out winter crops dry herbs and mushrooms spawn plant out strawberry roots and net currant trees to preserve the fruit through the winter two hundred sixty six september flowers of the month clematis or traveler's joy jasmine passion flower arbutus two hundred sixty seven gardening operations plant crocuses scaly bulbs and evergreen shrubs propagate by layers and cuttings of all herbaceous plants currant gooseberry and other fruit trees plant out seedling pinks sow onions for spring plantation carrots spinach and spanish radishes in warm spots earth up celery house potatoes and edible bulbs gather pickling cucumbers make tulip and mushroom beds 268 october flowers of the month asters indian pink chrysanthemum stock Two hundred sixty nine gardening operations sow fruit stones for stocks for future grafting, also larkspurs and the hardier annuals to stand the winter, and hyacinths and smooth bulbs in pots and glasses. Plant young trees, cuttings of jasmine, honeysuckle, and evergreens. Sow mignonette for pots in winter. Plant cabbages, etc., for spring. Cut down asparagus separate roots of daisies irises etc trench drain and manure two hundred seventy november flowers of the month lorestinus michaelmas daisy chrysanthemum two hundred seventy one gardening operations sow sweet peas and garden peas for early flowers and crops take up dahlia roots complete beds for asparagus and artichokes plant dried roots of border flowers daisies, etc. Take potted mignonette indoors. Make new plantations of strawberries, though it is better to do this in October. Sow peas, leeks, beans, and radishes. Plant rhubarb in rows. Prune hardy trees and plant stalks of fruit trees. Store carrots, etc. Shelter from frost where it may be required. Plant shrubs for forcing. Continue to trench and manure vacant ground. 272. December. Flowers of the Month. Cyclamen and Winter aconite. Hollyberries are now available for floral decoration. 273. Gardening Operations. Continue in open weather to prepare vacant ground for spring, and to protect plants from frost. Cover bulbous roots with matting. Dress flower borders. Prepare forcing ground for cucumbers, and force asparagus and sea kale. Plant gooseberry, currant, apple, and pear trees. Roll grass plats if the season be mild and not too wet. Prepare poles, steaks, pea sticks, etc. for spring. 274. Kitchen Garden This is one of the most important parts of general domestic economy. Whenever the situation of a house and the size of the garden will permit the members of a family to avail themselves of the advantages it offers, it is indeed much to be regretted that small plots of ground in the immediate vicinity of the metropolis more especially are too often converted into flower-gardens and shrubberies or used as mere playgrounds for children when they might more usefully be employed in raising vegetables for the family with a little care and attention a kitchen-garden though small might be rendered not only useful but in fact as ornamental as a modern grass lawn, and the same expense incurred to make the ground a laboratory of sweets might suffice to render it agreeable to the palate as well as to the olfactory nerves, and that even without offending the most delicate optics. It is only in accordance with our plan to give the hint and to put before the reader such novel points as may facilitate the proposed arrangement it is one objection to the formation of a kitchen-garden in front of the dwelling or in sight of the drawing-room and parlor that its very nature makes it rather an eyesore than otherwise at all seasons this however may be readily got over by a little attention to neatness and good order for the vegetables themselves if properly attended to may be made really ornamental but then in cutting the plants for use the business must be done neatly all useless leaves cleared from the ground the roots no longer wanted taken up and the ravages of insects guarded against by sedulous extirpation it will also be found a great improvement where space will admit of it to surround the larger plots of ground to which the vegetables are grown with flower borders stocked with herbaceous plants and others such as annuals and bulbs in due order of succession or with neat espaliers with fruit trees or even gooseberry and currant bushes trained along them instead of being suffered to grow in a state of ragged wildness as is too often the case a waiting appetite kindles many a spite. two hundred seventy five artificial mushroom beds mushrooms may be grown in pots boxes or hampers each box may be about three feet long one and a half broad and seven inches in depth let each box be half filled with manure in the form of fresh horse dung from the stables the fresher the better but if wet it should be allowed to dry for three or four days before it is put into the boxes when the manure has been placed in the box it should be well beaten down after the second or third day if the manure has begun to generate heat break each brick of mushroom spawn which may be obtained from any seedsman, into pieces about three inches square. Then lay the pieces about four inches apart upon the surface of the manure in the box. Here they are to lie for six days, when it will probably be found that the side of the spawn next to the manure has begun to run in the manure below. Then add one and a half inch more of fresh manure on the top of the spawn in the box and beat it down as formerly. In the course of a fortnight, when you find that the spawn has run through the manure, the box will be ready to receive the mold on the top. This mold must be two and a half inches deep, well beaten down, and the surface made quite even. In the space of five or six weeks, the mushrooms will begin to come up. If the mold then seems dry, give it a gentle watering with lukewarm water the box will continue to produce from six weeks to two months if duly attended to by giving a little water when dry for the mushrooms need neither light nor free air if cut as button mushrooms each box will yield from twenty four to forty eight pints according to the season and other circumstances they may be kept in dry dark cellars or any other places where the frost will not reach them by preparing in succession of boxes mushrooms may be had all the year through they may be grown without the manure and be of a finer flavour take a little straw and lay it carefully in the bottom of the mushroom box about an inch thick or rather more then take some of the spawn bricks and break them down each brick into about ten pieces and lay the fragments on the straw as close to each other as they will lie Cover them up with mould three and a half inches deep and well pressed down. When the surface appears dry, give a little tepid water as directed for the mode of raising them described above. But this method needs about double the quantity of water that the former does, owing to having no moisture in the bottom, while the other has the manure. The mushrooms will begin to start in a month or five weeks, sometimes sooner, sometimes later according to the heat of the place where the boxes are situated some hours we should find for the pleasures of the mind two hundred seventy six dwarf plants the following method of producing miniature trees is taken from an article on the subject in gardening illustrated take an orange and having cut a hole in the peel about the size of a shilling take out the juice and pulp fill the skin thus emptied with some cocoa-nut fibre fine moss and charcoal just stiffened with a little loam and then put an acorn or a date-stone or the seed or kernel of any tree that it is proposed to obtain in a dwarfed form in this mixture just about the centre of the hollow orange-peel place the orange-peel in a tumbler or vase in a window and occasionally moisten the contents with a little water through the hole in the peel and sprinkle the surface apparent through the hole with some fine wood ashes in due time the tree will push up its stem through the compost and the roots will push through the orange peel the roots must then be cut off flush with the peel and this process must be repeated at frequent intervals for about two years and a half the stem of the tree will attain the height of four or five inches and then assume a stunted gnarled appearance giving it the appearance of an old tree when the ends of the roots are cut for the last time the orange peel which curiously enough does not rot must be painted black and varnished the writer of the article saw this process carried out by a chinaman that he had in his service and the trees thrived and presented a healthy appearance for eight years when the chinaman left his employ and took the trees with him he tried the plan which has been described but failed but he was successful with an acorn and a date-stone which were planted each in a thumb-pot in a mixture of peat and loam the dwarfing was effected by turning the plants out of the pots at intervals of six weeks and pinching off the ends of the roots that showed themselves behind the compost this shows that the production of dwarf plants is chiefly due to a constant and systematic checking of the root growth two hundred seventy seven to clear rose trees from blight mix equal quantities of sulphur and tobacco dust and strew the mixture over the trees of a morning when the dew is on them the insects will disappear in a few days the tree should then be syringed with the decoction of elder leaves. 278. To prevent mildew on all sorts of trees. The best preventative against mildew is to keep the plant subject to it occasionally syringed with the decoction of elder leaves, which will prevent the fungus growing on them. 279. Your friend, the toad. Toads are among the best friends the gardener has, for they live almost exclusively on the most destructive kinds of vermin unsightly therefore though they may be they should on all accounts be encouraged they should never be touched nor molested in any way on the contrary places of shelter should be made for them to which they may retire from the burning heat of the sun if you have none in your garden it will be quite worth your while to search for them in your walks and bring them home taking care to handle them tenderly for although they have neither the will nor the power to injure you a very little rough treatment will injure them no cucumber or melon frame should be without one or two 280 slugs and snails slugs and snails are great enemies to every kind of garden plant whether flower or vegetable they wander in the night to feed and return at daylight to their haunts in order to catch them lay cabbage leaves about the ground especially on the beds which they frequent every morning examine these leaves and you will find a great many taking refuge beneath and these may be killed by sprinkling them with a little lime or salt these minerals are very annoying to snails and slugs a pinch of salt kills them and they will not touch fresh lime it is a common practice to sprinkle lime over young crops and along the edges of beds about rows of peas and beans lettuces and other vegetables but when it has been on the ground some days or has been moistened by rain it loses its strength let the ticking clock guide the boiling crock two hundred eighty one traps for snails snails are particularly fond of bran if a little is spread on the ground and covered over with a few cabbage leaves or tiles they will congregate under them in great numbers and by examining them every morning and destroying them their numbers will be materially decreased 282 grubs grubs on orchard trees and gooseberry and currant bushes will sometimes be sufficiently numerous to spoil a crop but if a bonfire be made with dry sticks and weeds on the windward side of the orchard so that the smoke may blow among the trees you will destroy thousands for the grubs have such an objection to smoke that very little of it makes them roll themselves up and fall off they must be swept up afterwards and destroyed two hundred eighty three caterpillars and aphids a garden syringe or engine with a cap on the pipe full of very minute holes will wash away these disagreeable visitors very quickly you must bring the pipe close to the plant and pump hard so as to have considerable force on and the plant however badly infested will soon be cleared without receiving any injury afterwards rake the earth under the trees and kill the insects that have been dislodged or many will recover and climb up the stems of the plants aphids may also be cleared by means of tobacco-smoke but after this has been applied the plant should be well syringed 284 butterflies and moths butterflies and moths however pretty are the worst enemies one can have in a garden a single insect of this kind may deposit eggs enough to overrun a tree with caterpillars therefore they should be destroyed at any cost of trouble two hundred eighty five birds to prevent destruction of fruit buds by birds just before the buds are ready to burst and again when they have begun to expand give them a plentiful dusting with chimney soot the soot is unpalatable to the birds and they will attack no bush that is thus sprinkled it in no way injures the nascent blossom or leaf and is washed off in due course of time by the rain Two hundred eighty-six. Wasps. Wasps destroy a good deal of fruit, but every pair of wasps killed in spring saves the trouble and annoyance of a swarm in autumn. 287. Cure for sting of wasp or bee. A little ammonia applied to the puncture will speedily relieve the pain, and so will the juice of an onion, obtained by cutting an onion in half and rubbing the cut part over the part affected, it is necessary however to be very careful in any attempt upon a wasp for its sting like that of the bee causes much pain and frequently induces considerable swelling in case of being stung get the blue bag from the laundry and rub it well into the wound as soon as possible later in the season it is customary to hang vessels of beer or water and sugar in the fruit trees to entice them to drown themselves a wasp in a window may be killed almost instantaneously by the application of a little sweet oil on the tip of a feather. 288. To protect dahlias from earwigs. Dip a piece of wool or cotton in oil, and slightly tie it round the stalk, about a foot from the earth. The stakes which you will put into the ground to support your plants must also be surrounded by the oiled cotton or wool or the insects will climb up them to the blossoms and tender tops of the stems insects may be prevented from climbing up stakes trees etc by encircling them with a the broad ring of tar which may be renewed as often as may be necessary small pots inverted and placed on the top of stakes form a useful trap for slugs snails earwigs etc which crawl into them for shelter in the early morning and may thus be caught and destroyed when it is sought to take earwigs by this means the bottom of each pot should be filled with a wisp of hay or dried grass or a little cotton wool two hundred eighty nine to free plants from leaf lice the following is recommended as a cheap and easy mode of getting rid of this pest mix one ounce of flowers of sulphur with one bushel of sawdust scatter this over the plants infected with these insects they will soon be freed though a second application may possibly be necessary 290 a moral i had a little spot of ground where blade nor blossom grew though the bright sunshine all around life-giving radiance through i mourn to see a spot so bare of leaves of healthful green and thought of bowers and blossoms fair i frequently had seen some seeds of various kinds lay by i knew not what they were but rudely turning o'er the soil i strewed them thickly there and day by day i watched them spring from out the fertile earth and hoped for many a lovely thing of beauty and of worth but as i marked their leaves unfold as weeds before my view and saw how stubbornly and bold the thorns and nettles grew i sighed to think that i had done unwittingly a thing that where a beauteous bower should thrive but worthless weeds did spring and thus i mused the things we do with little heed or ken may prove of worthless growth and strew with thorns the paths of men for little deeds like little seeds may flowers prove or noxious weeds. End of section fifteen